If you will tonight, turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53. Beginning in the first verse. If you have that tonight, if you would stand for the reading of God's word one more time tonight. says in verse 1, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and out as a, as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Let me read that to you one more time. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes... We are healed. God, we come before you tonight. We thank you for your word and its anointing. Lord, we ask that you move in this house and in this message the way that your Holy Spirit sees fit. In Jesus' name we pray and the church says amen. You may be seated across the house tonight. This is a portion of scripture that has a lot of significance and meaning especially in the fact that it was written 700 years before Christ would, be, would come and be born of a virgin and then be crucified for the sins of the world. But I want to bring something to light to you tonight and point out some things to you, and I want to encourage you tonight, if I may, for a brief moment. I try to be as brief as possible, but again, I'm Pentecostal, and that's my disclaimer. But we see that Jesus in verse 5, is we, we know it as Jesus because he became the fulfillment of this prophecy. We see in verse 5 that it says that he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So I want to draw a quick quick parallel and just quick attention. This is nothing that you may have not heard before. But I want you to notice here in verse 5 with me tonight that what I see in verse 5 is that all the pain that Jesus would suffer during his execution was doing something for you and me. 
that there was a purpose to his pain. That there was great significance to every lash that he took on his back, for every step that he took with the cross on his back, for every nail that he took in his wrists and in his feet, and for his resurrection. There was significance to it all. That's the reason we're here tonight. I know it's, it's nothing revelatory or anything new, but I really want you to understand some principles tonight, and I'm going to preach to you tonight on the topic of push. Push. To push means a vigorous effort to obtain something. It, it is when you override what you feel and what you think and you begin to pursue something at all costs. It can also be defined as to move forward by using force to pass people or cause them to move aside because you desperately want to achieve a goal. I want you to notice something that when I read Isaiah chapter 5, I, I, I see the significance as we've mentioned that what he did in his pain, what he did in his obedience to the will of God was for me. He pushed through. How many knows that Jesus was fully God but yet he was fully flesh? That he bled, that he died. He suffered. The Bible tells us that he's a high priest that knows what we go through. But what I see in Scripture tonight, if you, if you would, would flip over, if we had time for, for the sake of time, I'm going to reference it. If you flip over to Matthew chapter 26, when Jesus is in the garden, we see his humanity on display where he, he tells the disciples that they need to sit while he goes, they, they need to sit here while he goes and prays yonder. And he takes uh, Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, which is James and John. Uh, and the Bible says that he began to be sorrowful and very, very heavy. And the Bible goes on to say that he even announces with his own mouth that he's exceedingly sorrowful unto death. He says, tarry and watch with me. But then we find this very powerful portion of scripture where he says, Lord, if at all possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but thou wilt. And nevertheless, let me put it to you this way, not my will, but yours be done. You say, what does this have to do with push? Uh, I want you to realize tonight uh, that Jesus pushed himself for you. You say, well, I, I know that. I'm saved. But it's so easy to forget uh, the simplicity uh, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, that he came and he pushed himself. Uh, how many knows that we're all flesh? Uh, that we have aches? That we have pains? Uh, that we go through tribulation? That we go through trial? Uh, that we have issues? Uh, that we deal with all kinds of sin and wickedness uh, in this life? Uh, and it's hard for us to push past things. Uh, but I want you to know that Jesus was tempted at all points uh, that he knows what you're going through, uh, that he's dealt with what you dealt with, uh, but even in the middle of his anguish, even in the middle of his pain, uh, he pushed himself, uh, he vigorously made an effort uh, to obtain something for you He pushed himself. You say, well, it doesn't really come out and say that, but let me give you Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. And it says in the middle of that, of that verse that who for the joy that was set before him, talking about Jesus, endured the cross. 
endured or pushed himself to take up the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He pushed himself for you. He even goes as far to say in John chapter 10 and verse 18 that no man can take my life from me, but that I will lay it down myself. I will do this for you. The Bible tells us in one of the most popular portions of Scripture that there is in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Or Romans 5 and 8 which tells us but God commanded his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. Every step, every stripe, every weight, every time he fell down and got back up again. Listen, there was a purpose to every ounce of his pain and his purpose was to redeem and set you free. Never lose sight of that. He pushed himself for you. He pushed himself for you. His stripes were for our healing. His cross was for our sins. His resurrection was for our victory. And his Holy Spirit was sent by him to empower us to bring glory unto the Father and to bring people into the kingdom. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with in your life. Here's what I want you to know is that Jesus pushed himself to such great lengths that he granted you access to everything that you would need to live life and to live it more abundantly. Do you need healing? That's what his stripes were for. Do you need remission of sins? That's what his cross was for. Do you need victory? That's what his resurrection was for. It was for you. It was for you. It was for me. So what does this mean for us? He pushed through the pain, the hurt, the rejection. He pushed through all the comments that were made while he was hanging on the cross to tell him to come down and save himself. He pushed through all this so you could push through. You hear me tonight? He overcame so you could overcome. The Bible tells us, and we quote it all the time in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. You, you, you can literally read it this way. They overcame because Jesus pushed through and by the word of their testimony, or let me put it to you this way, or through the testimony by through the power of Christ that we push through, through his blood. Because he pushed through, because he overcame, we can push through and we can overcome. I want you to realize this. Turn to your neighbor tonight. Push them. Just, just not, not, not hard, just enough to get their attention and say push. 
Listen, we're, we're, we, we have situations going on in our lives. Uh, many of you are dealing with situations that nobody knows about. Uh, some of you are dealing with depression and anxiety. Some of you are dealing with troubled marriages, troubled finances, uh, troubled children. Uh, many of you have situations, again, that, that, that I don't know about, that pastor doesn't know about, uh, nor do we necessarily need to know about. Uh, but I want you to understand this, uh, that Jesus knows about them uh, and that he has given you the keys uh, he has given you uh, he has given you everything that you need uh, to overcome uh, the valley or the mountain that you're trying to climb or the valley you're trying to go through. Uh, I want you to know that God knows where you are uh, and he is able to bring you through uh, because the Bible tells us uh, that he goes before us, uh, that he'll never leave us, uh, that he'll never forsake us. Uh, I don't know what mess you find yourself in tonight, uh, but because he overcame you can overcome. You just got to push. You just got to keep going one foot in front of the other and say, God, I can't see what's ahead of me, but I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. It's not based on what I see. It's not based on what I feel. It's not based on how good pastor preaches. God, it's based on what I know and what your word says. And your word says, because you rose, because you rose from the dead, you have given me the keys, the victory over death, over anything that hell can throw at us, and over the grave. He pushed so that we could learn to push through. Job lost everything. You see, you don't know what I'm going through. Job lost everything. The only thing that was left was a complaining wife. Don't you think the devil knew what he was doing when he just left the wife? He said, you thought she complained when things were good. Just wait until everything's bad. She's telling him, you just need to curse your God and die. Here's what Job did. You find throughout Job, there's such a beautiful story. Job loses everything. He loses his source of income. He loses his children. He's lost buildings in the process. He's lost so much, but the Bible says that he rents his garments. He falls down and he worships and he says, blessed be the name of the Lord. He goes on and says in chapter 13 of his book, he says this, he says, I know this, that though you slay me, I will still trust you. I will still hold on to you. What he's saying is, I don't understand what's going on, God. But I want you to know that I still trust you. You can take everything from me, but I know who you are. I know that you're still good. I know that you're still faithful. I know that you can still make me overcome. That you still make me a winner. That you're still making me somebody that I need to be. God, I trust you. He goes on in that same book to say this. I know that my Redeemer lives. You say, what? 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 That doesn't make any sense. He's lost everything. He, he, he's lost it all. I want you to know it doesn't matter what kind of mess you find yourself in tonight. Here's what you can know. Is that Jesus is still on the throne. He's still mindful of you. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows that you... He knew you while you were yet in your mother's womb that he has plans for you plans of good and not of evil I want you to understand this tonight that if there was purpose in Jesus' pain I want you to get this that the 
there's purpose in every trial and every situation that you go through. It's not meaningless, but it's doing something in your spirit. If you'll just hold on to God, he is going to carry you through the season that you find yourself in. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. The Bible tells us a story in John chapter 9 beginning of that verse if you read just a few verses earlier into chapter 8 Jesus was about stoned they about stoned him for proclaiming the truth for saying before Abraham was I was thus confessing his identity that I've always been but the Bible says in John chapter 9 that he, he, he comes upon a blind man and his disciples ask this question. They said, Master, who did sin that this man or his parents, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? I said, what does that have to do with anything? He said, who sinned? Who, who sinned to cause this man to be blind? He says, no one sinned for this man to be blind. But I want you to catch this. Because we go through situations in our life where we don't know exactly what God is doing and we feel quite blind uh, to, to his plan for our lives. Uh, and we don't understand. And we, we, we think, God, how are you getting glory from this? How, how, how is anything good coming from this? Uh, and Jesus said, neither hath man sinned uh, nor his parents, uh, but the works of God, so that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Uh, he's saying uh, that you see him as a blind man, uh, but I see him as a man that is about to receive his sight what does that have to do with anything you may be in the middle of a situation that you that you just feel overwhelmed and God said Jesus said this you think you've done something wrong to merit this you think that something was done wrong by you or someone in your family that's why you're going through this or you think it's something wrong with yourself God what have I done to deserve this God wants you to know it is nothing that you have done but that God is still going to get the glory out of your situation they said we don't understand this man was born blind why was this man born blind he said so the glory of God can be made manifest in him so he can go about here telling everyone in Jerusalem that I was blind but now I see you say why am I going through this test because God is creating a testimony that you'll be able to go around and tell everybody because Jesus pushed through I was able to push through I know this is a dark season. I know that the, it's literally raining outside. It may seem cloudy in your life, but I want you to understand that joy is still coming in the morning, that he is turning your weeping into rejoicing, that there is a purpose in your pain, but to push, to push towards the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ. There is a purpose. There is a reason. Why? So the glory of God can be made manifest in your life tell your neighbor again say push Jesus talking about his death in John chapter 16 he, he gets this portion of scripture where he tells the disciples that I'm not going to be here much longer I'm paraphrasing for the sake of time and we 
get to this portion of scripture where Jesus says in verse 20, he says, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you that you shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. And you shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Listen, they, they, they don't he, he's saying he's going to die. And he's saying, listen, you're going to weep and lament. He said, but the world is going to rejoice. And he says, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. And catch this, what he says. A woman, when she is travail, she, she is in travail, hath sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for the joy that the man is born into the world. And listen, what, 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 what does that have to do with pushing? How, how many here has had babies? I haven't. I'm, I'm just symbolically saying. If, you had, if you've had children, raise your hand. Participate, please. Thank you. It's, it's not a great experience. Thank God. It's not me. I, I admire my wife. But listen, I've, I've been in the delivery room with my wife. And Kelly, what happens is there comes a time where the pain gets worse and worse, and I, I can't imagine. The pain gets worse and it gets worse. And then what, what happens, Lisa, is they say, Push! Push! You say, this is a terrible illustration. No, I want you to understand uh, that when the pain seems the worst, uh, if you'll just tell your mind, uh, i got to push, uh, i got to push because Jesus said, you know what, uh, my, my death is just like a woman giving birth. Uh, it's, going to be, it's going to seem sorrowful. Uh, it's going to seem like it's over. Uh, it's going to seem like it's at its worst. Uh, but he said, your, your weeping uh, is going to be turned into joy uh, because that woman, as she births that child, uh, she does not remember the pain. All she knows is that she's holding the blessing that God has given her. I want you to understand that it may seem hard right now, but if you just push, if you just push, if you just go after God, stay in his word, stay in prayer, stay in church, seek him. I want you to know that you will find him and you will find new life. You will find a dawning of a new day. You will find that he'll do creative things in your life. I want you to know that it's okay to just keep going on with God and leaning on Him and trusting Him because if we push, we'll make it. They'll come to the music tonight. What he's saying is because of the woman, if she pushes, she will realize that it was worth all the pain. Our text tonight says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. But he pushed on. He was bruised for our iniquities, but he pushed on. For the chastisement of our peace was upon him. He pushed on. And with his stripes, we are healed. I want to speak to someone tonight. Now, it's a very simple concept. 
And I want you to know you're going to make it. You don't understand a lot of things going on in your life right now. But understand this. You're going to make it. Life can hit us with very, very rough things. But I, I quote this verse all the time, but it's so powerful. If we will be what Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 tells us to be, that if we will just lay aside every weight and every sin, everything that so easily besets us, and run this race with patience, He's going to bring you through. The Bible tells us this in James chapter 1, and we've preached on this many times, but my brethren, count it all joy. Verse 2, he says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, the trying of your faith worketh patience. Who likes to wait? I don't. But he says, the trying of your faith worketh patience. But he says in verse 4, But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. He's saying, listen, you don't, you don't understand. You're falling into diverse temptations. But understand that the trying of your faith is doing something. It's working. Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 16 through 18 for which cause we faint not but through our out, but though our outward man perishes yet our inward man is renewed day by day for our light afflictions which is but for a moment worketh for far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we look not at things which are seen, but things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. Everything that you see on the outside of your situation, it's temporary. But focus on the things that are not seen, because they are eternal. What's eternal? The promises of His words, eternal. Jesus says in John 16 and 33, These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. If you stand with me tonight. Jesus pushed through for you and I. And you may be in a situation where it doesn't make sense to just keep pushing towards God because you don't understand what God's doing. I've been there. Many people in this house have been here. Been in that place. 
you have to focus on the things that are not seen, not, not what you can see. Because God is doing something. The psalmist said it this way in Psalms 34, verse 4 through 8. He says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. And he delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. And, deliver, and he delivereth them. Oh, taste and see. The Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? I'll leave you with this. We all know the story of the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 5 that she had suffered many things at the hands of many physicians, given all she had, trying to find a cure. Many of you tried many different things trying to find an answer to the solution or get a solution for your problem trying to get answers but then she saw Jesus and even though he was thronged with people a multitude around him you know the story it's nothing profound she pressed in. The pain that her body must have been in, but she saw Jesus and she said, if I could but touch his garment, I would be made whole. Church, I want you to realize the answer is still the same. It hasn't changed. It's still Jesus. You may have suffered many things. You may have suffered many things at the hands of many different people. You may have been abused, neglected, rejected. You may have been done wrong. But hear me tonight. So was your Savior. So was your Savior. And he said, know this, that you will have tribulation in this life, but that I have overcome the world. Church, because he has overcome, because he overcame, we can overcome. Just keep pushing. Just keep stepping. Just keep running towards him. Because there's still a resurrection. There's still a new day. There's still things that can be birthed in the Spirit. God can turn situations around. 
And I believe his word and I believe that his promises are yes and amen. So if you're here tonight and you'll just say, I just need encouragement. Pastor, I just need, I just need to come forward. I, I, I want you or anyone to pray for me or I just want to come and pray at these altars. Just say, I want to push tonight. I want to make up my mind tonight before this congregation that I'm going to pursue you regardless of the situation I find myself in. Regardless of the mess that's going on in my life. If that's you tonight, I would love for you to make your way to this altar. Because he was wounded for our transgressions. Because he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. You don't have to leave the same way you came tonight. So if you would, across this house, find a place to pray, whether that's your seat, whether it's at these altars, but press, push, endure. The weeping may endure for a night, but joy is still coming in the morning. Hey everyone, uh, Cameron here from PGC Ministries. I'm so glad that you could join us today uh, for the message here. Uh, I hope the message touched you uh, in a personal way and that you can take that and mold that and move it and let it move you in your life. And as you can continue your walk with Christ, continue your walk with us as well. Follow us, uh, click in the link below in the description there. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. Uh, I feel like a YouTuber here, but don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to uh, stay connected with us. Um, and thank you for joining us.